I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. There's been dramatic progress in the understanding and treatment of relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis, a debilitating neurodegenerative disorder. But progressive MS, a more advanced form of the disease, has remained elusive. Now, a novel collaboration has brought an international group of MS societies together to fund research. We spoke to Bruce Bebo, Executive Vice President of Research for the National MS Society and a member of the Progressive MS Alliance, about the intractability of progressive MS, how the unusual cooperation between MS groups came about, and whether the alliance will stand as a model for groups working in other disease areas looking to get the most out of their research investments. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Daniel. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about an unusual alliance among a group of organizations focused on multiple sclerosis and how they've come together to spur needed research into a, a largely unmet medical need, progressive MS. I think it would help first by explaining what MS is and, and how the progressive form of the disease differs from most, what most people may think of relapsing remitting MS. Right. So... So, well, multiple sclerosis is a chronic neurological disease that uh, is, is, can be disabling, and it uh, is characterized by the destruction of the nerve-insulating uh, myelin sheath, the sheath, the sheath of, um, of material that insulates nerve axons and nerve cells and, and allows for their um, ability to conduct electrical activity in the nervous system. And it's thought that um, at least relapsing forms of MS are caused by an immune reaction that recognizes this myelin sheath as being something dangerous and attacks it and strips it and, uh, and the resulting um, uh, 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 disability and, uh, comes from the uh, disruption of electrical signals in the nervous system. Uh, and uh, relapsing forms of MS can be or, or uh, there are effective treatments for relapsing forms of MS that all of which uh, affect some aspect of the immune response. Um, and those agents that are effective in relapsing MS uh, have been, many of have, have been tested in progressive forms of MS and shown not to be effective in progressive forms of MS. And that is a important clue that we have that of, of the differences between the relapsing form of MS and the progressive form of MS, that the relapsing form is characterized by inflammation in the nervous system that destroys myelin. The progressive form is not. And the progressive form seems to be uh, characterized uh, biologically by a process uh, called neurodegeneration, where the nerve cells and their projections, their axons, gradually um, begin to not be able to function and gradually die and shrink and, uh, and, 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 and loss of function and disability due to, um, a neurodegenerative process that 
maybe in some ways similar to the neurodegenerative processes that occur in other diseases like Alzheimer's disease or Parkinson's some similarities between progressive uh, forms of MS and these other neuro neurodegenerative diseases. And I, 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 I take it most people with relapsing MS go on to develop the progressive form of the disease. So, so many people with relapsing remitting MS may progress to uh, a progressive form of disease called secondary progressive MS. The exact number or proportion of people that develop progressive forms from relapsing forms isn't exactly clear. What I what I'm I can have confidence in saying is that somewhere around half of MS patients are in a progressive phase or progressive form of disease. Well, why do you think we've had a, a large number of drugs come to market for relapsing remitting NS, but nothing of significance to treat progressive MS? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, uh, Daniel. So there, there are a number of uh, challenges that uh, we're working to overcome uh, to solve the problem of progress, progressive MS, um, one of which includes the lack of a good animal model for progressive disease. For many years, there's existed a animal model of relapsing disease that has been invaluable to the scientific community to understand aspects of relapsing disease and, and all of the therapies that we have currently for relapsing disease have been tested in that animal model and were shown to be effective in that model and it's been invaluable and we don't have that for progressive disease and that is one of the priorities for the progressive alliances to to um, spur research and promote research in developing new models that, that can help um, model some aspects of progressive disease. Uh, another uh, roadblock we, we have in developing treatments for progressive disease is a lack of good clinical outcomes measures for proof-of-concept clinical trials. So any agent that, um, that has been tested or approved for relapsing disease goes through a phase of development called proof of concept, which is treating actually treating patients with your drug in a smaller clinical trials. And for relapsing MS, there's a good uh, 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 measure to, to measure the effectiveness, um, and it's an imaging, it's an MRI imaging measure, um, and we don't have that for progressive disease. We don't have a good accepted, validated outcome um, that tells us an agent's working for progressive MS. There are some um, candidates and they're being studied um, uh, vigorously and aggressively, um, but we don't have that yet. And that is another one of the focus areas for the International Alliance. The other, um, I think another roadblock is, and it's not very, um, I guess I would say it's not very sexy, but it's 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 incredibly important. We don't have... Uh, um, we don't really know the best way to design a trial, a, a, a clinical trial for um, the ultimate testing of an agent for progressive disease. There are a lot of people doing clinical trials and testing various designs and, and how, we, how we're going to conduct a, one of these trials, but that's another really critical aspect is because we haven't had one that worked, right? We haven't had a clinical trial that's worked for progressive MS. We don't know exactly, um, you know, how that, that, that design is going to look. And then Again, maybe even the most important aspect is we still don't really understand the fundamental biology of progression. 
uh, and, uh, and, and the, and the paths and the trigger points for being able to, um, to stop or slow down that progression are still remain elusive, although we're making progress. Certainly gives you some, some big areas of inquiry that, that you'd be interested in, in pursuing, but how did the progressive MS Alliance come about and, and what was the thinking behind it? Well, so the progressive alliance, um, the genesis of that was from a, um, a meeting that the uh, National Ethnic Society sponsored in Washington, D.C., I think it was a couple, maybe three years ago now, uh, that brought in thought leaders from around the world, uh, realizing that there was just this terrific unmet need to make advances in progressive MS research. You know, every time we have a new and, and wonderful new treatments for relapsing disease that have changed people's lives, it leaves half of, of people with MS, the half that are living with progressive forms of MS behind. And, and it's just reached a tipping point where we really had to do something, um, you know, out of the box uh, uh, and, and transformative. And, 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 and the evolution started with some meetings with key thought leaders from around the world, and, and, uh, and that was in Washington, D.C. Three, three or so years ago, um, and, and it, it involved the recruitment of ex MS experts into work groups to uh, really examine where the unmet needs were, where the roadblocks were, provide the alliance advice about our scientific focus that culminated in a meeting about two years ago that took place in Milan, Italy, and I would call I think that meeting in Milan was probably the birthplace, I think, of the Progressive Alliance, uh, where we, we had almost 200 scientists. We had people in that meeting that had a, uh, a personal connection to Progressive MS, uh, and, uh, and healthcare experts all gather in one place for several days to develop this plan that we're now implementing. Uh, called the Progressive MS Alliance. I, I think that's when it was born. was was in Milan, Italy, a, a couple of years ago. And and the and dramatic it, two years seems like a long time, but it, it has been uh, a, a very fast path to get where we are now. To have developed this the strategies to recruit the experts to call out around the world for applications for applying for research support. To this, to this day, to actually awarding these grants, uh, it's been, we, we worked with an incredible sense of urgency and it's, um, it's an amazing collaboration amongst all of MS societies from around the world that got us to where we are today. Were there challenges to overcome in getting these groups to collaborate? Um, I think the will was always there and there is incredible will amongst all of the MS societies to participate. There are, I, there were there are always challenges to launching a brand new effort that's never happened before, and and um, but they were they were all overcome because there was such a strong will and such an urgency from all of our respective um, constituents to do something different, to do something really big that um, they were easy to overcome. I'll tell you, my biggest challenge is I live on the west coast. And that means I have to wake up at five in the morning to be on conference calls for, for, for the alliance. And we just had, um, just this week, the executive committee of the alliance approved the, uh, a new managing member from Australia. So that's going to get even more challenging 
uh, having uh, Australia and Europe and uh, uh, East and West Coast in the U.S. So I may be getting up earlier than five uh, for the next conference call. Well, how unusual is it to see a group of international disease-focused organizations come together in this way and, and pool efforts? Yeah, I am not. A, I mean, this is a one-of-a-kind effort for, for multiple sclerosis. Uh, it hasn't happened before, and there are no other ongoing efforts that I'm aware of um, that are similar to this. It, when you're asking about other diseases, I'm not, I'm, I'm probably not, I, I'm not, I don't know enough to answer the question. But having been, um, you know, working on this project for the last two years, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, I think this is very unique and one of, not, maybe perhaps not one of a kind in the world of all, um, uh, uh, scientific efforts, but it's, it is, um, it, it's definitely unique in MS. How, how big is the organization and, and what is the demand on, on its members? How, how much funding commitment do they make? Right. So there are, well, so the, the, the way this, the, the alliance is organized, there is an executive committee that consists of the chief executives of each of the managing members of the alliance. And the managing members include the United States MS Society, the MS Society of Canada, the United Kingdom, uh, Italy, uh, and, uh, and Australia, and now, the, and also the Multiple Sclerosis International Federation. And each of those organizations' key uh, lead executives are have a seat on the executive committee. The chair of that executive committee is the CEO of the U.S. Na- National MS Society, uh, and that is the group. That's the the group that has the decision making power uh, on the alliance. So somebody has to make a decision, and it's that group and 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 that makes decisions. The there are a number of committees that that advise the executive committee. The one I serve on is the scientific steering committee. It's led by two of the most um, well-regarded thought leaders in MS research in the world, Alan Thompson, uh, who's from the United Kingdom, and Giancarlo Comey, who's from Italy. Uh, uh, I mean, a lot of our success is um, is to their credit and their leadership uh, and getting the scientific community to buy into this effort. We have uh, the scientific uh, steering committee is composed of, I think, maybe about 20 or 25 People that these are scientific volunteers from each of the managing members' um, countries, and scientific that the lead scientific staff from each of the of the uh, member uh, members of the, the alliance that serve on a scientific steering committee, and then there are a number of other committees that are focused on communications, that are focused on fundraising, and other aspects of the alliance that are include volunteers and staff from each of the member organizations of the alliance. We, we had talked about some of the scientific challenges that coming up with therapies for progressive MS face, but has the organization prioritized research? So, well, so research is the whole point of the of the alliance. Well, so in, in ter- the, I, forgive me, in, in terms of the, yeah. the, the types of research it's trying to fund, yeah, so they're, they're the, the, these, you know, our scientific advisors are members of the scientific steering committee and other scientists. And, and again, this came out of the meeting in Milan that I mentioned earlier, uh, that where we have identified several priority areas based on the unmet need and, and based on, uh, the, um, 
the probability that uh, progress can be made and advances to um, treatments in progressive for progressive MS could be made. And these fi priority areas include a better understanding of progression, so the basic biological mechanisms that are driving progression, so that we can identify targets that that we can be um, help us develop new treatments. Um, another priority area is is designing shorter and faster uh, clinical trials, like I mentioned previously, that um, not only measure clinical outcomes, uh, outcomes, but take into account patient outcomes as well. Uh, another of the priorities of the alliance is to actually support the conduct the, the conduct of clinical trials to test new agents, and finally, not, not uh, to develop and uh, and evaluate new therapies to manage symptoms. So until we have a disease-modifying treatment for progressive forms of MS, there are many things we can do to um, reduce symptoms and improve the lives of people uh, uh, with people living with progressive forms of MS, and that includes rehabilitation. And I think there there's a lot of interest in and in developing rehabilitation techniques to improve the lives of people living with progressive MS, and that's another part of the focus of the of the alliance. Well, today the organization announced its first round of funding. It's $30 million in awards to 22 projects. Can you give a sense of how much competition there were for these awards and the range of projects that got funded? Yeah, so we had 195 applications from 22 different countries. And Daniel, I have to say this surprised me and blew me away, honestly, the number of applications that we received and this incredible demand for resources to support progressive MS research. Uh, uh, from the 20, or from the uh, 195 applications, uh, through the, a, a very rigorous uh, peer review process that included 41 experts from nine different or 11 different countries uh, that reviewed these applications and prioritized them um, on behalf of the alliance, uh, they chose 22 out of the 195. And to be clear, each application or each award is for approximately 75,000 euros. Since this is an international effort, our currency is in euros, which is the equivalent of about 100,000, 100,000 US dollars. We awarded 22 of these. So this is somewhere on the order of about 2.2 million US dollars for each, each award or for this funding cycle. So we're certainly in a period of time where funding for for research is under pressure. Is there a sense that these types of models are going to become more important to do early stage research to to find new therapies for diseases like progressive MS? Yeah, I think you hit the I think you hit the nail on the head there, Daniel. I mean the the federal government support for research in general and MS research specifically. Uh, is um, is generous and it's um, impactful, but it is slipping over the course of the last few years. So the role of organizations such as the MS, the National MS Society, and, uh, and the Progressive Alliance is more critical now than ever before to fill in the gaps that are being left by this shrinking support of biomedical research um, by you know other other sources. So that it comes at a really important time. Um, so that we can ma maintain momentum that's been 
um, you know, that's growing and being established in progressive MS research. It's really a critical time, and it's very important um, uh, for organizations like ours to fill in the gaps um, that that government research is is leaving behind. It's still early days for the alliance, but would you say there are benefits of, of working in this way together, and do you see other disease groups looking to this as a, as a model for ways they could move forward? Yeah, so I think there's some really interesting, uh, uh, in addition to, of course, you know, uh, um, catalyzing a- a MS research around the world, I think some other interesting benefits include um, uh, the ability of our organizations to convene researchers in meetings uh, on a regular basis to get scientists to talk to each other and share information and advances in research, and that's another way that we can uh, advance and speed up progress in, in MS research. I think the other interesting aspect to that question is that we're, we're all learning from each other, so we all have our own best practices. We all have our own strategies for how we're reviewing grants and evaluating opportunities, and it's been a very interesting um, experience to uh, learn more about how the other organizations um, uh, 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 address that, uh, those challenges of reviewing grants and making decisions. And I think we're all learning from, uh, from each other about and improving all of our processes, uh, and so that we are better at our jobs and can, and, and can, um, you know, advance the field of MS research faster and, and with more vigor than, than we could otherwise. So I think that's another sort of interesting, aspect to this that we don't really talk about very much, but it was a great question because uh, I think it's a, another interesting aspect. And uh, as far as what other organizations or other, um, you know, disease groups are doing, I'm not, it's not particularly familiar um, with any other efforts. Um, and maybe that speaks, says something um, uh, about what's happening, you know, in other areas. Bruce Bebo, Executive Vice President of Research at the National MS Society, you know member of the Scientific Steering Committee of the Progressive MS Alliance. Bruce, thanks so much for your time today. It was my pleasure, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.